What causes muscles to grow? The anabolic window after a workout? And does a pump cause muscle growth? Today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Torano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast offering accurate information about weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding, helping you reach your goals so you can have the body you've always wanted. When I watch people work out or I watch videos on YouTube, I wonder if these people really understand why muscles grow, especially when guys are talking about form. Don't move this. Don't blink your eyes. Lean forward so you don't incorporate your front delts when you're doing curls and all this other garbage. What we have to understand is that muscles grow simply because of demand. You're placing a demand on the muscle that's above and beyond the normal daily demand that it experiences on a regular basis. This demand is essentially trauma on the muscle. This is why you hear people talk about, we're going to go into the gym and break down the muscle, and then the muscle is going to repair itself, and it's going to get bigger and stronger. But when you leave the gym, you don't look like a broken man or a woman. You don't look smaller. So what's happening is we are creating micro traumas on the muscle at the molecular or cellular level. This is where actin and myosin come into play. These micro traumas that occur on the muscle fibers are then repaired with actin and myosin to keep things simple. And then the muscle fiber begins to get bigger and stronger. Now, this doesn't happen overnight. And that's part of the soreness that you feel the next day or two days later after your workout. The big question is, how much trauma is needed to create those micro traumas so you can then become bigger and stronger? If somebody's brand new to lifting, I mean, they just walked in the gym after either not lifting because they're 14 or 15 years old or not doing anything for 20 years because they've been a couch potato. This means that any type of activity above and beyond their normal exertion is going to cause some type of soreness. This is why people who are out of shape should exercise gently. This is why people who are out of shape can just do bodyweight squats and be sore the next day or do push-ups and have a sore chest and triceps the next day. What happens is, is that's just enough to create those micro traumas on the muscle because you've overloaded the muscle way beyond what it's normally used to doing, sitting around, texting, and watching TV. As you begin to get in shape, and this will happen relatively fast, your muscles begin to adapt to that additional workload. This means that your soreness should diminish relatively fast and your strength will increase relatively quickly. The problem is, is you don't necessarily see that change in the mirror instantaneously. In other words, your strength will go up before you'll get big and strong, before you see the changes in the mirror. And then you have to remember, is what I'm doing now going to be enough to continue this growth process? This means, gee, do I need to do an extra set or two? Do I need to do some additional reps that make me work harder, that challenge me a little bit more? Do I have to add more weight? Do I need to do additional exercises or am I even ready to do additional exercises? Or I can incorporate a combination of all three or four or five of these things to create that additional trauma on the muscle, that additional work that's placed on the muscle, creating those additional micro tears or micro traumas in the muscle, causing it to become big and strong. You take a guy or a woman who's been lifting for 10, 15, or 20 years, that's why they can do four exercises for chest and four working sets per exercise, so that's 16 working sets after they've warmed up, and then the next two or three days, they're like, yeah, I'm kind of sore. It was a good workout. 
where that kind of work on the average person would just crush them. They wouldn't be able to comb their hair or brush their teeth. And this is why typically you pyramid sets and you gradually increase your workload on the muscle. And this is true not just of weightlifting, but of cardio. If you're brand new to cardiovascular activity, you walk down the street, you get out of breath. Pretty soon, that walk doesn't bother you anymore, and you have to walk further, and you have to walk a little faster, and then you have to walk more times during the week. And then pretty soon, you're walking five miles a day, and you're like, I can't walk any further to lose weight or get in shape. I better start jogging, meaning cutting down the amount of time it takes me to to do those five miles. Or I'm going to have to walk 6, 8, 10, 15, 20 miles a day, and who's got that kind of time? So what you're going to do with your cardio is you're going to pick up the intensity of your cardio. Again, placing trauma or stress on the cardiovascular system, causing that to change and adapt to the newfound stress of requiring more oxygen to make it through the activity. This is one of the reasons when guys ask me, what should I do? I tell them, well, there are the best exercises that you can do for all your muscle parts, chest, back, biceps, triceps, shoulders, and legs. Free weights and certain exercises, they can't be replaced because they are the best. They're the hardest to do. They place the most amount of trauma on the muscles. But I definitely understand that doing the same thing week after week, month after month gets old. So you can rotate in and out exercises, but the challenge is is if you take out too many of those effective and also very difficult exercises to do, you're not going to maintain that type of performance because you're taking away the trauma that's needed to maintain that type of strength, size, and performance. So you've got to keep some type of difficult exercises in your workout routine in order to maintain your size and strength. And again, this is not to bash anybody for any reason, but when you take guys who take anabolic steroids, they can lift lighter weight, maintain their size and muscle, and they don't really understand what's necessary to maintain big size and big strength without additional unnatural supplementation. Yes, there are guys who supplement and train really hard and really heavy. Ronnie Coleman, Dorian Yates, total props to those guys. They get it. But you know what? If they didn't have supplements, they still would understand that that's what's needed to maintain as much size and strength naturally without additional supplements. They understand the need to hammer the muscle hard and consistently with the best exercises possible. This is why if you're not making progress in the gym... If you're not getting bigger, stronger, you're not looking leaner, you have to take a look at your workout. What are you doing? Is it continuing to challenge your muscles or have you sort of plateaued? And that means, okay, it's either more weight, more reps, more sets, more exercises, less rest between sets, or a combination of all these things, which creates additional demand and micro traumas on the muscle, which the body then repairs making the muscle fibers bigger and stronger. And that's how you get in shape. One final thing I want to add about muscle growth. People are so obsessed about form, almost to the point where if you blink your eyes or turn your head, they think it's not going to work or cause muscle growth. Even to the point where they say, oh, you got to lighten the muscles because it looks like you're using your chest or your lower back. And I'm all for handling big weight the right way. But remember, Your body is dynamic, and if you utilize all your muscles or extra muscles to lift a weight because you're doing a particular exercise, isn't that what we're trying to do? Kill two birds with one stone? Maybe train two muscle groups with one exercise? 
So when I hear guys saying stupid things like, oh, you got to stand statue still and keep your elbows in at their sides and then curl the weight up, even lean forward just slightly so you don't utilize your front delts. I mean, it's such garbage. What we want to do is create trauma on the muscles. So if you move a little bit, that's no big deal. And if you hit an additional muscle group while you're doing it, hey, you're killing two birds with one stone because apparently that secondary or other muscle group also needs to be strong for you to lift the weight that you're currently lifting. Let me dispel a myth that I hear so many guys talk about. Oh man, I'm just not feeling it. I'm not getting my pump today. Hey man, I'm losing my pump. If you don't get a pump, you're not going to be building muscles. When you do numerous reps or when the reps are easy and you do a lot of them, that fills the muscle with blood. This can also happen with heavier sets, but you need enough reps. And remember, as I just said, it's trauma on the muscle that causes muscle growth, not blood in the muscle. I can do 100 push-ups and get an incredible pump, but that's not enough trauma or intensity on my chest to make it grow. I need bench press. I need incline bench press. I need some type of dumbbell or pec deck flies, and then possibly one or two exercises after that in order for me to feel sore and in order for me to maintain my size and strength. If you get a pump, it feels great. No problem. Who doesn't like that explosive, tight feeling? It's great. That's why we lift. But again, it doesn't cause muscle growth. For growth, you need trauma on the muscle. And simply just getting a pump for pump's sake doesn't generate that kind of trauma. How many guys out there are like, ooh, I'm going out to the bars. Let me bang out some push-ups. Okay. They bang out their push-ups. They feel swole. Their schmedium shirts get a little tighter and they feel good. But you don't keep that. It doesn't last very long. Once you're not doing push-ups anymore, the need to have additional blood in the muscle goes away and you go back to looking like the average guy. Again, because a pump set is not significant enough to cause muscles to grow if that's the only thing you do. If it's a pump set after your bench press workout where you pick up 225 and you do it for 20, that's a different story because you've already gotten your workout in and now you're doing a final set of reps. That's totally different. You've already got the trauma in during your bench press routine and now you're sort of putting the icing on the cake with that extra 20 reps of 225. And then a final myth I'd like to clear up is you don't have to eat right after lifting. The anabolic window bullshit at the end of a workout is just that, bullshit. Your body builds muscles 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not the 30 minutes after your workout. What guys don't understand is there's a two-hour glycogen window after a workout. This means the muscles are much more receptive to absorbing sugar, which is necessary to help replace the lost glycogen during intense workouts. So during that first two hours after your workout, the glycogen window or the glycogen replacement process happens much faster. This helps you get ready for the next day's workout. After the two-hour window, glycogen replacement happens at a normal pace. So if somebody does not train intensely, or intensely every day, replacing the glycogen is not critical or important. But if you do train with incredible intensity day after day, week after week, you're going to end up with a glycogen shortage at the end of the week. And this is why after an intense workout, 
you have that two hours where you can have some Gatorade or something sweet, which helps start the glycogen or muscle sugar replacement process much faster, helping you refuel the muscles and again, sort of leveling out your workouts as the weeks go by. You have less great workouts and less shitty workouts, less great weeks and less crappy weeks. So remember, it's not what you eat after your workout that makes a difference. It's getting a good workout in and then eating healthy or eating enough over the next 24 hours, not 30 minutes after your workout. It's replacing the lost sugar that's critical after workout, not eating to build muscle. If you have any questions, I'm always happy to answer them on the podcast, or you can hit me up on Instagram at Body Performance Help. You can hit me up on Facebook at Steve Tarano. I'm happy to help anybody better understand the weight loss, fitness, bodybuilding, strength, and diet process. Remember, there is no easy way, but there is a right way. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.